Trust me, no Jehovah's Witnesses listen to our show. They'll be fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. This one time. So, this one time. This one time? <laughs> this, you know what? This one time. This one time. Oh my God, this one time. The podcast. Dear Shivo, I'm a longtime listener who also follows you both on Facebook. I've seen your questions and videos of riding motorbikes around Southeast Asia, and I have so many questions. Do you need a license in each place? What's the cost? How do you know where to rent bikes from? How do you determine what size bike you need? And anything else you can add that would be helpful? That's a great question, listener. Thanks for asking. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. Actually, that's four questions and one uh, add-on. But anyhow, we will get to that. Uh, you are listening to us. We are Shivo, and this is this one time the podcast. Motorcycle questions, honey. I love motorcycle questions. That, that's probably all you. Because I, I kind of just ride along and take pictures. I can answer most of those. Do, do we know who this person was? They didn't want to leave their name. So anonymous caller wants to know what it's all about riding a motorbike in Southeast Asia. Y- yeah. What was what was question number one? I'm gonna, I want to try to get to all the questions. Okay. I want to be trying to be very liter- literal here. I'm shocked with you. I know. You never. I know. I will do what I can. <laughs> I do what I can. Okay. First question is, do you need a license in each place? No. And yes. I guess it depends on what you define, how you define the word need. <laughs> because this is Southeast Asia. This is a developing nation, and they're kind of fast and loose with the rules around here. So I will tell you that I have a motorbike license in Thailand. However, that's a relatively recent acquisition of mine. Right. We have, I was thinking about this as you were rereading that question again. Um, I have only driven a motorcycle in three countries. In the entire world. So the United States. The United States of America. And the last time, by the way, I... Well, yeah. <laughs> Was before we met. Yeah, 1984, <laughs> I believe, was the last time I owned... I had a motorcycle license or did any sort of distance on a motorcycle that was greater than, say, 15 meters Oh, wow. 1983, I think, is the last time I have been on a motorbike for any length of time Okay, so I I should have been nervous when we got back on the bike in... And then in 2015, country number two was Thailand, which is where we're at right now, but we weren't here in Bangkok. Uh, For three months, our primary means of transportation was a motor scooter. Yes. And three months, I drove all over Southeast Asia, or at least all over this particular portion of Thailand. We were in at that time in the far western, the southern, the western side of Thailand, and I did not have a license. Now, I had an international driver's permit. Yes. Which sometimes is utilized, sometimes is accepted. Which is really funny because it's it was like $15 and, oh, you have a license? Well... I, I think the most interesting thing is it wasn't how cheap it was. How easy it was was key, but, but who granted this? When you get your driver's license, who is the grantor of a driver's license? It is some state or federal agency, depending right. on where you live, that's in charge of these are the rules and regulations in order to drive in this particular locale. But to get your international driver's permit, where do you go, honey? AAA Travel. 
the AAA travel insurance. <laughs> you walk in, you hand them your passport, I think a driver's license. Yeah. Fifteen dollars. And well, they, yeah. I'm not even sure if we had to show our driver's license. I'm not so sure either now. now that I now that I say that out loud. And uh, at about fifteen minutes later, they will give you a paper booklet handwritten uh, yes some well the the book is not handwritten the book is actually printed yeah but the information in it is handwritten no the information is printed like any other book pamphlet you would get it's got six or seven pages into it that's actually printed material that which identifies you as the owner of this permit is written down in ink i will give you that Like they just scribbled a note on a post-it note and stick it in your pocket. That's a it's a little more formal than that, honey. A little, but not much. (laughs) So yeah, so you have this pamphlet looks that doesn't look like a driver's license as much as it looks like a small version of the Watchtower or some other religious literature that you hand around. That's what it looks like. Trust me, no Jehovah's Witnesses listen to our show. They'll be fine. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So that international driver's license allows you, again, in most countries to be able to drive that accompanies with your driver's license. However, here's the problem. My driver's license was not a motorcycle driver's license. So I'm not even sure that international driver's permit would have done me a damn bit of good had I been pulled over. Probably not. Likely not. But again, I didn't have that internet. Well, I had the international drivers, the international drivers permit in Thailand, and then also in 2015, this third country I have ever driven <laughs> in was the worst country I've driven in, and that would be Vietnam. Vietnam. That's the one where you said, "I'm coming up on an intersection. Close your eyes." Yeah. <laughs> Because Sheila hasn't driven any sort of vehicle in like 18 years or something crazy like that. I do drive. It's right. just... It's been since 2014 since you've been behind the wheel of a vehicle. Yes. So in Vietnam, as is in Thailand, when we're on the motorbike, she is behind me. And in Vietnam, they've got lights. They've got street signs. They've got roads that have dividing lines in the middle of them. They have all the same things that you and I have, and they, they drive, if, if it was an American asking us the question, uh, they drive on the right side of the road in Vietnam, where and unlike Thailand, where they drive on the left side of the road. So it's a lot like driving anywhere else. Just one key difference. No one pays any attention to directions, streetlights, lines, any sort of semblance of order. That does not happen in Vietnam. And there's massive amounts of people going through these intersections and it is truly mass chaos. I I had heard at one time that uh, let's say that the population of Ho Chi Minh City is is 10 million. It's it's probably not far off from that number. I I had heard that there are actually 20 million motorbikes. (laughs) Like twice as many motorbikes than as there are humans. Uh, And and I don't know what that means. They drive one person driving two bikes, quite possible. (laughs) But it's a craziness factor. Oh, oh so, uh, again, did I drive there without a license? Yeah, probably, because I had this international driver's permit. Now, fast forward to now, for the last two and a half, or a year and a half in Thailand, uh, I had been driving a motorbike some of that time without a license. Right. Um, and if I am to be stopped, or if you are to be stopped in Southeast Asia without a driver's license, uh, what you should do is not not hand them your regular driver's license, but hand them about 20 bucks worth of the local currency. I can't believe you're advocating that. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not <laughs> advocating it. I'm telling you how to do it. Here in Thailand, it's the 200 baht, 200 baht which is about $8, uh, $6, I guess, uh, driver's license. Just hand the cop 200 baht for whatever you've pulled you over for, and you will likely be let off. 
Hey, where was your license yesterday? Okay, I actually <laughs> broke the law and had to go get my driver's license because I was stupid and handed them my Thai driver's license as opposed to 200 baht, so I had to pay twice that. Anyhow, long story. We're not here to talk about my uh, <laughs> license incarceration. We were answering questions, and the first one was, do you need a license? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, yes and no. Oh, if, I guess if, one thing you I should, should say. You should check where you're going. But in Southeast some- Asia, in general speaking, in all yes. of Southeast Asia, you're going to be fine because almost every tourist that comes along doesn't have a license. Here's the sticking point. If you're in an accident and you are not a licensed driver in that country, expect to be on your own, even with your travel insurance. You better double check because chances are if you are driving unlicensed, that is an easy way for the insurance company not to have to pay. There's also some countries where you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to, like I think it was in Cambodia that we couldn't rent bikes. Well, that's not Cambodia, the country. That's in that particular area, oh. Siam Reap. You could okay. not. You could not. But you certainly can rent and ride motorbikes in Cambodia okay. as, as a foreigner. All right. That was question number one. Question number two. What is the cost? Oh, to get a license? Um, no, I think it's just to rent a bike. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe yeah, you yeah. answer both. Well, I, I don't know how much it costs to get. It's, it's super cheap. It's, you know, like yeah. $4, but, but three days of your life, you're never going to get back in Thailand if you want to get a license. As far as how much to rent... A motorbike, um, anywhere from four to twenty bucks a day, depending on where you are. Yeah. Uh, if you do a long-term rental, somewhere around the neighborhood of you know a, a handful of dollars a day for a month will get you by. Right. If you want a larger bike, you'll you'll pay more money. But uh, the little scooters that everybody else is driving around, that it will almost always include a helmet, which you, you want. It's it's better than nothing, but but just barely. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, five to, to, to 20 bucks a day. I, I think, you know, right now we're paying, well, let's see, do the math on it. Three, and, we're paying about $10 a day right okay. now is how much we're paying to rent our bike long term. Right. But it's a bigger bike. Uh, I've, I've paid much less. I've paid $5 a day. Uh, and yeah, it just kind of depends on it's where you're going. Comfort, comfort on the one that we're on right now, though. Yeah, you know, if you're just visiting for a while, buy, buy a cheap bike, you know, yeah. although when we were in Katao, mm-hmm. which is a very mountainous island, the cheap bikes will not get up the hills that right. we want, that we wanted to go to. So we stepped up and got a, a, a more powerful motorbike. Still, it's a scooter, right? We're not talking about riding, you know, fat boys. Right. We're not doing anything crazy like that. You can rent dirt bikes. You can rent lots of various things, whatever you want, you can find. But assuming you're buying, you're renting what everybody else is renting, eh, handful of dollars a day. Okay, next question. Yes. How do you know where to rent bikes from? Uh, you go to the places that say motorbike rental here in English, and they are everywhere. I mean, if you are going to a regular touristy area, there will be some place that's renting motorbikes. There are a bunch of places now, as we're discovering for this trip that we are taking to Bali in the mm-hmm. coming month. Uh, you can, in some cases, pre-register or pre-reserve, I guess, a bike, and the bike will be waiting for you at your hotel, condo, whatever. Oh, that's nice. We did that, remember, in uh, Samui. Samui, yeah. Yeah, in, in Ka Samui, Sheila rented motorcycle for me and for our kid, and they were waiting for us at the condo. So we didn't have to fight figuring out where to rent a bike from. That was all done through the, through the Airbnb. Yeah. It was all done through that way. So, I mean, it was super easy. And, and super convenient that, I mean, we didn't have to go anywhere to figure that out. Seems to me that even when we were in Vietnam, the places we were overnighting 
had bike rental yeah. when you get there. But here's the thing that they keep in mind that you are paying for that convenience. So if if the hotel is going to rent you a bike for ten dollars a day, you can rent that same bike on your own for five. Right. If you're willing to go wander around and figure out where the bike rental place is. You can also go online and check. Just, you know, type in the hotel you're going to stay at. Find that as your area on Google Maps and type in motorbike rental. Search this area and you'll see three or four places pop up. Assuming some of them are actually on Google, which not not all of them are. But it has not been difficult to find a motorbike to rent. Didn't we struggle in Vietnam and Da Nang? Hue was easy, but Da Nang was a bit of a challenge and in Ho Chi Minh we walked a little ways into a certain area. I don't know if you had done some research and decided that was the best place, but Da Nang we walked around for a bit, I think. Don't remember what the challenge was. Okay. That that might have been the one. I think we had to, to So sometimes, but but I also at the place we stayed in Da Nang, it wasn't like Hotel Central. Right. It right. wasn't the main, main concentration. So if you're staying out of town, then you might want to arrange for something. But if you're in the thick of things, eh, you'll be fine. You'll find them. All yeah. right. It was one that was two. Next. Uh, how do you determine what bike size you need? Oh, that depends on you as a rider. Um, so ch- typically, 100 to 125 cc engines are the standard model, which you can buy or which you can rent just about anywhere. And if you are not an experienced motorcycle rider, you do not need, nor do you want, a bike bigger than that. They're heavy. Uh, they have more power than you are used to. So just get the cheapo little one unless you know what you're doing and if you know what you're doing then you already know what kind of bike that you like and you can step up to that one but keep this in mind this is southeast asia there is rarely a time when you are going to want to travel any more than 80 kilometers an hour (laughs) the roads are not designed in most places to go faster than that so even if you ride your ninja at 150 miles an hour uh, you're, you wouldn't want to do that here. You, you will be a stain on the asphalt. Ooh, yeah. Not a good idea. So you don't need a fast bike. If, if you're doing a trek across the country, it's, that's, that's a different thing. But if you're driving in town, you're doing low speeds anyhow, unless there is some special mitigating circumstances, like I need to climb really big hills, this, the standard small bike will, will be fine. And you can upgrade if you want something more comfortable. Yeah, I was going to say if you're if you're doing anything long distance, you probably do want a bigger bike just because the seat itself tends to be more comfortable. And if you're two people riding, right. I mean you're you're basically adding in, you know, it could be up to twice as much weight clearly if you're adding another person right. on the bike. Um and that will obviously impact things. So just just be aware, you know, get on it, try it out, okay. make sure the brakes are good, the thing lights up and you should be good to go. <laughs> The last one is anything else you want to add that would be helpful? No. You're done. Do you have anything you want to add to be helpful? I was just helpful. What do you want to add how that you might be helpful, I've not, honey? I've not been helpful today. Um, as a passenger, as, a, as someone who rides uh, on the back, mm-hmm. what, would you, what do you think about motorbiking? Um, I, we've been on a couple different bikes, and my favorite by far is the one that we took to the River Kwai. That's a Honda Forza 300 cubic centimeter. Um, I liked it, first off, because the seat was super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a little pouch on the back 
uh, to keep our stuff. Yeah, there was a, a box. box. There was a box on the yep. back. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. Um, and then also, it put me up higher than I do on the one we've got now or any of the other ones. And so I can see over your head. Yeah, the passenger seat actually raises. Behind the driver's seat, it actually bumps up like a camel hump, if you will. Right. So that you could see over me. I could. And that's a problem with the one we have now is I, like, I'm dead on with your helmet. Yeah, yeah. And I just see black. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Because <laughs> so, even in the daytime, you can't you can't see around me. Um, right. Other things to think about, and then we'll wrap this thing up. I'm not sure we were very funny this week. Were we very funny we're this week? We're not very funny this week. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry for the no humor, hey, but bring the humor ne- next time. <sighs> sorry, I have to. I got to bring knowledge and humor. I know. I know. I ask a lot of you. Oh, man, uh, other things to think about. Uh, it's going to rain on you. <laughs> yeah. So you won't want an, you won't want an umbrella, but you will want some sort of a poncho to cover that. You will likely need, you know, if you're going to rent long-term bike, get some sort of a, a phone holder so that you can get your maps yelling to you, so plugged in. Definitely wear a helmet every time you get on the bike, even though you see idiots not wearing a helmet. Wear your helmet. If you are not used to driving in Southeast Asia, you run a much greater risk of dying in Southeast Asia. Thailand is the number two Number two country in the world for fatalities. And most of those fatalities are idiots on motorcycles. So, I'm not joking. Maybe that's why this is not a very funny episode. This is really, really serious. This is not the place to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Riding motorcycles in Southeast Asia is not for the timid. It's not. It's also not for the place for you to be super crazy and ballsy and do stupid stuff like pop wheelies on the road. You will get ran over and die. Do not do it. Not funny. But if you're somewhat cautious, if you're adventurous in that you can take, you know, this the the idea of of doing something that's kind of dangerous but not being an idiot about it, then you can have a good time. But don't don't be stupid on purpose because you will you'll come home in a body bag. You have to get travel insurance for that too, by the way. <laughs> Repatriation of remains isn't as a guaranteed thing. And then your parents would be upset with you because you killed yourself. And now you've really just brought us down. What a downer for wow. that. Wow. Uh, I think we answered that question pretty well. On a positive note too. <laughs> wow. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do next week. Hey, Maybe. if you... Maybe we can be a little more funny. That all depends on who sends me a question or who sends us a question. And if you would like to send a question, you should do that. You should go to shivo.wtf slash call us. Because while an email is okay, or a Facebook message, I think what this was, is okay, but you could also go to shivo.wtf slash call us and leave us a voicemail so we can play it on the show. That's fun. We, I like doing that. Shivo.wtf slash call us and ask us anything you want about this crazy life we are living abroad. Yeah. Our show this one time would not be possible without support from people like you. If you think our show is worthy of your financial support, Patreon makes it super easy. Patreon.com is a great place to go, but the fastest way to get there is go to shivo.wtf slash Patreon and get signed up. Bonus content, extra stuff. We've got some goodies that are listed there. 
Yeah, shivo.wtf slash Patreon. It's the only way we fund this show, and we're going to Bali in a month or two, and that's going to cost us a fortune. So if you haven't yet donated, now's a really, really good time. We're taking the recording gear. We're going to capture some really great stuff, but helping us pay for those tickets would be pretty fantastic. More great content coming, and we appreciate the patrons who have already signed up. Our music is by Valea Valea. Thanks for listening, listener. I am Evo Terra. And I'm Sheila D. For more life lessons and motorcycle don't be like me and dumb stories or questions or answers or whatever it was that I just did for the last uh, 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Time for the show next week. Thanks, kids. Bye. Bye.